Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. Or you can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You, you like opium? And welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I am your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Today is August 1st. Summer's almost oh, over, shit. guys. Uh, if you're listening to this on your phones uh, right now, please take a screenshot and post it on Instagram. Tag us at store, uh, on Instagram stories and tag us at Asian Not Asian Pod. And if you're an iTunes listener, please leave a review. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you saw this, but we got a hilarious uh, bad review the other day that I wanted. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad review. It was just a. <laughs> it was just like a uh, like. What, did, did that person leave us three stars or something? Yes, but here's the thing. Here's what I need to. You know, Asians love directions, right? This is I, this is this is where I went wrong. I didn't give specific instructions. When I say, "Hey guys, leave a review," I'm not talking. Don't don't give us an honest assessment of the review, okay? I'm mm. asking you to leave us a five star review. This is not a. I'm not asking you. To, <laughs> Put any thought into it. Just give us a goddamn five. That you can give us a five star review and then tell us what you think in the comments if you want. But this guy, he's Vietnamese. His last name is Tran. So this is your fault, Mike. Uh, yep. Okay. This guy wrote. Um, this is actually kind of <laughs> funny. He wrote, "It's a great podcast to pass the time." Not even grammatically correct, I don't think. Uh, but every time <laughs> Fumi fake laughs really loud into the mic, I just want to eat eat myself off a bridge because I cringe too hard. Now Word. I had to I had to look up what this meant because. I thought yeet was like a sound you make to mean like cool or something. I didn't I didn't know like he used it as like a verb here and I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. Apparently it means to it means to like throw yourself off like it means to jump off or something like that. Huh. So I didn't know that. Also, I'm not fake laughing. This is my real laugh. Also, if me laughing is like eighty percent of the podcast, so I don't know how this man is still alive. He should be he should be dead right now, you know? I'm not really sure. <laughs> But uh, anyways, that you know, if you guys are gonna re- leave a review, please leave five stars. Um, you know, don't 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 put a lot of thought into it. Just five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just for people to know, there is no Fumi fake laugh. Like no. I've been to many open mics with Fumi, and I can tell when he's fake laughing. His fake laugh is ha ha ha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, See, that's lo- real. That's a real laugh. His the really high pitch laugh. That's a real laugh. Yeah. His fake laugh is is he first of all he's on on his phone looking down and and it's <laughs> ha 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 hey yeah that's his fake that's a fake laugh we all yeah. have it all comedians have that yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah I think uh, 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 leave a leave a uh, a good review um, yeah try not to think for yourselves yes that's yes. The, that's the whole point that's the whole of point. the show um, yeah man it's it's cool um, speaking of uh, podcasts with. Um, with good reviews, though, I listened to uh, <laughs> Michelle Obama's podcast. It's a the it's a new one it's on Spotify. We're not we're not associated with uh, with it. I'm just bringing it up. And it, have you you you, you listen to it before me, right? I, you listen to it. I just I just listened to like ten minutes of it, and the whole time mm. I was like, man, I can't believe Michelle and Obama and I have the same job. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's we're basically the same person, you know. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah, I also call her, her Michelle, you know, by her first name. We're that tight. Um, it's <laughs> first name basis. It's, it's crazy. Like, um, it's yeah, it's such a good it's a good podcast. And, and just before we get into too much of it, like it's it's just nice to hear like full sentences being said by a president. It's like really <laughs> it's crazy. He's like 
Whether or not you like him, I get it if you don't like him because you're a racist or whatever, you think that he's Muslim, okay? You got to admit, even if, you, even if you think he's not a good president, you, you can't ignore the fact that he is speaking in full set. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> grammatically, best president, grammatically speaking. Just, it's amazing. So, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a really good podcast. Uh, check it out after, after leaving a great review for us. Um, but they, the first episode... They talk about community, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of mm-hmm. like this large, big theme well, he had, about. He had yeah. uh, <laughs> her first guest was her husband, right? It's not her first guest was. was it's Barack not always. Obama. It's yes. not. It's not always them two. It's it's Michelle Obama's podcast, right? So the um, it's Michelle's Michelle Obama's podcast, and the first episode is about community, and um, so they talk about that, and and Michelle Obama talks about like growing up in Chicago and what community was for them, and the fact that like. They, you know, there, there's this one part that really kind of stuck with me, which was like, when she was growing up, she said that like, it was kind of like a village raised the kids. Like everybody looked after everybody's kids. Some people could stay home and watch the kid, like watch everybody's kids. And some kid, some parents had to work because they were single parents or because they just couldn't uh, figure out, um, you know, a babysitting situation or whatever. But like they they talk about this community and it seems really tight knit. There's like this neighborhood, everybody knows each other. And that got me like thinking about community because, you know, for us as like, I don't know, Asian Americans and then as also comedians and also just myself, like the idea of community, like it kind of, it, I I don't know if I belong. I I never know if I really belong to one, you know, Mm. and I'm not ever really, sure how to say like what you know like what community you're part of or, or whatever i i i don't know i feel like i was part of a community in california like weirdly enough even, even when i lived in oakland like this is in college I, this is in college but also after this is after college like i felt like i kind of belonged more in oakland maybe because i was young and stupid but i felt like oh i kind of feel like there's other people like me here of all different races and I could, I, I felt like I could identify with that place, you know, whereas now I live, I've moved around a bunch of times. I've moved like from place to place inside of New York, right? Like from one community, one neighborhood to another. And I don't know, like, I don't like, I don't know my name. Na- I know one of my neighbors, right? And I don't really know the other people, you know, I, I don't really feel like I belong here. I don't know if I'm allowed to belong here, if that makes sense. You know, so much of New York is like people just turning over constantly. So I don't mm. know if like I should get to know people. It, it's a weird feeling. I, I don't know if you, you, you feel the same way, I, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think when I was growing up in Ohio, there was definitely a community. It wasn't like race based. It was just more like, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know how you and I are. I think maybe you and I are defining community differently. Like my mm. definition of community is more closer to Michelle Obama's definition, which is like, I, I feel comfortable going next door and asking for a cup of sugar or whatever. Mm. I would never do that because I don't cook. But, you know, like, in, <laughs> in, you're right. In New York, I've, I've lived in, you know, in my last building, I was there for four years. I don't even, I didn't know my neighbor's names, you know. And right. if she ever asked me to watch her kid, that would be like, I, would, I think I would say no. You know, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, that's not like a thing that you really do in New York. But it's interesting because, you know, you watch like, What's that musical? In the Heights. Uh, you watch yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, "Do the Right Thing" by Spike Lee, 
And yes. still to this day, when I walk out, because I live, we, we both live in Brooklyn as gentrify as what's good. We walk what outside. Up? We walk outside with expensive clothes and our shoes. And I, I do oh see, God. I do see people. There are these communities where, like, you know, oh, I was born in, in Brooklyn. We hang out on the block. Maybe not yeah. all of us work, but like we go to this deli. We're always hanging out on the stoop. Everybody knows each other. I'm watching these kids. Like, I think that still definitely exists in New York. But as transplants. I don't know that we ever will have access to something like that because, to your point, a lot of us will just end up moving from that space in a year or two because that's just what New Yorkers do. Like transplant New Yorkers, just, they just move every one or two years, whereas these guys are probably there for a lifetime. They might inherit their parents' houses or whatever. So it's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah, imagine yeah. like, I'm kind of, I always imagine as if like, you know, if for some reason the community I grew up in, Hilliard, Ohio, if yeah, I was yeah. if I was a lifer there, and I'm just picturing like bunch of young people moving in and moving out, like I'm, they're never gonna be invited to like the barbecue at, in the cul-de-sac. No, they're not gonna be playing, you know, yeah, yeah. street hockey with us because that's like I'm gonna. This is I've invested in this community, right? It's all investment. So I think people like you and me, we don't invest in the env- environment or sorry, in the yeah, community, right? Okay. So and yeah. therefore we don't get we don't get to reap the benefits. So you know you don't you, you don't mm. you don't get invited to that cool block party because you yes. didn't you don't shop in your you don't shop at the mom and pop grocery store you go to you order from fucking task rabbit or whatever you know what what is it that service you use i forget <laughs> oh, what yeah, it was yeah. instacart yeah, yeah yeah so if you're gonna that's use my community instacart that's, is my that's, community yeah instacart is your community you know? so like yeah that's what i think it is it's like it's not that they don't want you there just like okay if you want to be a part of this if you want to be invited yeah. to my party if you want to watch my kids you can't use instacart is that's that's kind of i see it that's a good point. I, you know, this is like a weird thing and, and maybe this is, I can, maybe I'm, I used to have this fantasy just because I never had to follow through with it. But I always thought that if I stayed in Oakland, if I stayed in the Bay Area, I would eventually run for office. <laughs> that, that I swear what? to God, I always thought, what? I thought I loved Oakland so much. I wanted to make it better. I was wow. like, I want to make this place better and I would run for office like, or something, not like, not like mayor. Right. Right. You know right. What I'm saying, but like, you know, I would like get involved in the school, you know, I'm trying to like, I'm going to make this place a, you know, a better place. But I feel like in New York, it's like, <laughs> it's such a sh- it's shitty, like, like comedians, we always like talk about how shitty New York is and like, it is shitty, but like, I feel like I, you know, it's like, it's like too big of a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can like, I can help maybe make a small neighborhood a little bit less, you know, trafficy in Oakland. And that's like, that's like achievable. But in New York, it's like, oh shit. Like, you know, you, you're dealing with like all these, uh, uh, communities and personalities and like, I wouldn't be able to like change any of that shit. You know, I'm just one, Vietnam- who's going to listen to like a, an old Vietnamese guy who just moved here. You know, like, why would you, why would you do that? I I can't run, I can never run for office here. Like, it wouldn't make any sense, but I felt like I could, I could make a difference somewhere Mm -hmm. else. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. So now I'm just like, now my community is like, I guess the closest I felt so far was, uh, you know, we've talked about this is when I was on, when I, when we had that, the Asian comedy festival Mm -hmm. and I, we were, uh, that was like, geez, in December or something, um, and there was all these Asian comics, uh, you know, of, of all these different, all different levels. Some people were just new and some people were more established. And like, you know, Ryan Chang was there and all these, uh, our buddies and stuff like that. And I was at the bar and I felt like, oh, that, this is kind of a community right here, right? Yeah, 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 other, yeah. like Asian, you know, dorks, like comedy dorks. Like, is that, is that the only way I could think about it? And that's like as close to... Uh, uh, that happening i didn't never it never struck me that i was like oh this is did, like my, did, my community, did you like you know? did you like that feeling though 
I did, and it made me uncomfortable. I'll, See? I'll be honest with but you. But this is why it you... made me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, I, I remember what you're talking about because you and I were in the back, like cool senpais, and we're looking at all the younger, <laughs> we're looking at all the younger Asian comics on stage, like, hmm, they're pretty good, you know. And, uh, <laughs> he needs to but, work. Huh, he needs to work harder. <laughs> but you know why we felt like because we felt part of the community? It's because we invested. Okay, we invested. Oh, we put shit. on shows. We book those comedians. We, we have comedians. them on a podcast. We invest so they give back to us. So that I think that's that's kind of what it is. And to be honest. I mean, you. People, I think younger Asian comedians they look at you as the mayor of Asian comedy. The mayor. The hey, mayor. I'm not really the mayor. I'm. I'm, I'm at best like school superintendent of like <laughs> District <laughs> Five of one of these. District things, Five I open guess. mic. <laughs> District Five open mic. Uh, we're bleeding money like crazy. Uh, I'm skipping off the top. I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, yes, that's, yes, that's yes. what I, that's what I feel like I'm doing. I I also think like I can never go back to like i never you know I, I guess when i was in orange county like in southern california there's a huge vietnamese community there and i see now now that um you know i'm married like i see why my parents moved to that place they wanted to be somewhere where like other people who are kind of like them and they, they can like rely on each other and mm, like generally mm. my family relies just on ourselves like that's our community <coughs> but i see why they did that and I feel like, oh, I could see why I wish we go back to Southern California. Hey, everybody's going to have my last name. Yay. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we all got weird tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we're a little bit problematic. All right. You know, like Vietnamese people. Hey, you know, that's that's like, that's our community. Like, we have a very, that, that's like how we roll. Yes. So, speaking of know, problematic I, Vietnamese people. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on here. Before before I do that, you know, I, always, I just think, is there a place I could go to that could be like that mm. and i think that that's that's again like that's sort of what i wanted to talk about like this this episode is like where what is community where is it where where are we going with it you know can we belong anywhere that sort of thing so i think you know um i, I yeah speaking of problematic asians <laughs> i don't know how what kind of intro that is uh we we this uh this uh our, our guest today who we wanted to talk to about community um is a writer um she uh has uh, an awesome newsletter email newsletter called jen yeet uh she's a, a a reporter a great person um and by and and old old enough to be our daughter okay at this point right fumi i would say not that's, well we did the math old enough to be your daughter not me because i would have been 10 when she was born ah. and i was not <laughs> fucking when i was 10 <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> I was. So, no. Um, okay. Uh, give it up, everybody, right now for Terry Nguyen. Woo! Yay. 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 How's it That's going? It's weird that I could be your daughter. <laughs> you you so could be. Well. You could it's be. You could that be. I could be your daughter, though. Wait, how old are, how old are you again? Well, no, wait. I know. Uh, okay. You're okay saying it. Okay. Um, hmm, how old would I? I'd have to be. I'd have to. Let's just say I would have to have gotten an early start. Okay. Let's, let's just say that. <laughs> but it's possible. It's possible, man. You, you, you Vietnamese people are crazy out there in the West Coast. Oh, it's fucking. Yeah, we be fucking. We be fucking. Yes, um, we be fucking. That's another thing I wanted to talk about, which was like the way I feel now, if you have a community, it does have to be kind of a secret. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like right now, I have a secret community in that I meet up with my BJJ friend, my jujitsu friend, and we do jujitsu in the park. And uh, there's no way to do jujitsu socially distanced. So like we just, we're like in a monogamous relationship with each other right now, but it is very hush hush. <laughs> You smell each other. Very, wait, wait, do you smell each other's ghee? Who are you fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you fighting who, last who's night? This? <laughs> who's, 
whose, bl- whose blood is on your collar? My God. <gasps> I thought we had, I thought we meant something to each other. And then the other day he, he actually, um, he texted me and he's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm also going to train with, uh, my, the, you know, this other guy, uh, Brian, is that cool? And I'm like, Oh, you want to bring a third in? <gasps> <laughs> Yo, but that, that's, how dare you? That's true though, man. I mean, but I, but like that, that's like a whole thing. Like there's like a jujitsu, like underground speakeasy community because no one can like, it, that's the way we can do things. And I feel like, is that the way, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I'm always like curious about how are we going to manage this going into the future? You know what I'm saying? Personally, I have like my own cluster of people that I've seen since like May. Like we all assumed we were fine and like luckily we all are fine. But um, I did go to like a 4th of July barbecue and there was like my friend brought her boyfriend. And so I'm just like now great. We're like in a fucking like six yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever so we uh-huh. all like share the same germs when we're breathing like in yeah. the air together so yeah i call it a cluster I, I i i guess it's like a relationship but like i i, I also wanted to uh ask you because um uh, you're like a resident uh reporter but you're also our resident young person being being my daughter and everything so <laughs> do you feel like is there like a feeling with young people that it's like you know, because I've seen, you know, like uh, uh, like college students, they can't go to college and, you know, it, it, you know, you can't hold classes. And I know that like when I moved to New York City, you know, like I wanted it to be a certain way. I wanted to be able to go out. Do, you know, do you feel like with your cohort, you know, like, oh, is it still like worth living in the city and paying this rent and like everything being super shitty if you can't even do all the cool New York stuff, you know? Yeah, actually, really early on, I was kind of adamant to stay here because I have, like, two really good friends who are really adamant on staying here. There was, like, this meme from, like, Arrested Development that was, like, I'd rather, like, die in, like, blank. And we we did a meme. It was, like, I'd rather die in Brooklyn than go back to, like, I don't know, California or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't know. I really do feel like I want to, like, bear this out. And I know people are like, oh, New York is not going to be the same. I truly feel like people will come back here. It might be different people. Um, It might, we might be in a bad period of place because, like, unemployment and, like, a lot of, like, social issues are going to be exacerbated. But I really don't see it dying. And I'm Mm. just very certain about that. Like, I really want everyone who left to feel, like, they regret that. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, it, yeah. It might be a petty thing. <laughs> I, I could see that. I could see where, like, I feel like, I wish that sometimes New York City gave out little merit badges of, like, the things that you live through. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I, uh, I've lived like through, the army? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I lived through Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, uh, I went through, you know, uh, the, the 2009 uh, economic uh, downturn, you know, and this is like the COVID-19 patch or yeah, was you like, know, like a little purple heart? Yeah, yeah, you got a little. You got a You're little. You're like a senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, a, like. Hey, uh, thanks for coming over, Kelly. Oh wow, Fumi, oh, this is so nice that you have me over. Yeah, um, it's a Tuesday night, so I thought we could maybe get together and and do stuff. So oh yes, this is uh, let's, let's go into my room. I have a really big apartment. <laughs> this apartment is so big. I wouldn't have ma- imagined it to be so big at all. Yeah, I'm pretty. Suc- I'm, a, I'm a pretty successful podcast. You should check it out. I've heard. Yeah, so nice. Oh, we're still walking so far. Okay, check it out. Oh. 
Ooh. Now this is where the magic happens. Ooh, never heard that joke before. So yeah. fresh. You're so funny. Now are you ready to get down and do the dirty on this bed? What do you think about this bed? <gasps> I've never seen a bed like this. It looks so nice and supportive. Yeah. Oh my we can do all the positions on this bed. Oh my gosh, including missionary? Including missionary. Fumi's favorite and only option. <laughs> what kind of where did you get this mattress from? This mattress is called Helix Sleep Mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, hot sleeper, like a plush or firm bed with Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. Helix Sleep was even awarded the number one bed overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com Asian, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you up to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights free, risk-free, unlike what we're about to do right now, Kelly. Wink, wink. Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Asian. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Asian for up to $125 off. Oh, you got a condom? (laughs) Right now, you're actually not in New York. You're out at like a like a creative retreat uh, is this like something that's like a pretty typical thing because i know if i had gotten all of my young people friends when i was young together in a house we would just be drinking natty ice the whole time you know and yet you're out doing like you're like improving your life and like making yourself better um that disgusts me and uh, please tell me <laughs> more about it i honestly think it's a very millennial thing because i'm like doing this thing with a lot of other millennials but we just oh really I feel, I feel like, yeah, creative <laughs> writing retreats are, like, actually pretty common. But uh, people, it's a very nerdy thing, by the way. It's just you go yeah, here yeah, yeah. and you just kind of sit around and, like, type on your keyboard. What? And, and you're not, like, you're not best, high or anything like that? You're just, like, you're just working? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sober and I guess I have, like, a glass of wine. I don't, like I don't understand. Uh, what, is, what, what, what is a writer's retreat? You just go with other writers? Do you, like, bounce ideas off each other? Or is it just more, is it, like... Is it like extending, you know, when you go to a coffee shop to write and then you're actually kind of productive because people are watching? Is it like that, but a week long? (laughs) Yeah, no, we're just in like a place together. I guess you can talk to others or have people look at your work, but for the most part, it's like a very solitary activity. But I mean, I definitely think it is like social pressure when you're around other people who are like typing aggressively. Typing aggressively. Um, Everyone wants to come out with like, a short story written, mm. right? And so you kind of have to push yourself to be like, oh, even if this kind of sucks, I still need some form of like a story to come out of this. So I guess it's kind of like, oh, if I invested so much time away from like my home, I should be able to do the work that I came to do. Mm. How is how is your how how is it going so far? How I mean, first of all, thank you very much for taking a whole hour and some yeah, to you're change. Like, you're like paying <laughs> for to this. break this. Yeah, you really are. You're losing all money. Your, all your, no, no, no. This is this is giving how, you anxiety? All your friends are I'm, getting ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, this is like me procrastinating because I, truthfully, I love procrastinating and I feel like if I wanted to, I could, I'm a very efficient writer, but sometimes I just like, you know, to scroll on YouTube and watch dumb videos for like three hours before getting started on my work. That's fantastic. Uh, is, um, what, what story do you got going on? P- pitch us an idea. We'll tell you if it's good. <laughs> oh, no. I... I, I don't want to tell you my what? ideas. Really? Come on. That, that could be bad luck. That could be bad oh, luck. It? You know, like what if yeah. possibly? A, I don't know. No, actually, you... I feel that's a very Vietnamese answer. No, no, no. It'll be bad luck. That's so no, funny. Uh, I was actually told <laughs> in like comedy that you should always be t- pitching your ideas because you'll get better at 
figuring out what it pitching. is. Like even if it's bad, yeah. like you should always pitch your friends your ideas because if they're like, what the fuck, then it means you're doing a bad job. So you should just improve. So go ahead. Oh, the floor is yours. Go. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I do feel like when you're writing a story, it is. Um, well, anyways, okay. Let me just tell you like this one piece I've been working on for a while, but it's okay, about sure. um, Mike. Have you ever been to the Asian Garden Mall in Orange County? You mean uh, Fukuoka Top? Yeah. Yes, Fukuoka. Yeah. So I'm writing a story about a woman who is like the only worker in a store and her relationship yeah. with her son, who she brings to work. It's like very mundane topic, but it's intended to be like <laughs> Mike, around like Mike pitched the, words Mike long. pitched the exact same thing like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh my dude. god! Wait. <laughs> that that you know why? It's because that world people don't know what we're talking about terry because it is such an interesting place fukuoka the asian garden mall is like such an interesting little like microcosm it's a vietnamese mall of which like most of the stores are jewelry stores and then there's like a bunch of random like there's a store that sells anime trinkets and then there's like a, a vietnamese sandwich shop and then there's like more jewelry stores and then there's like a place that sells suits for 50 dollars. you know what i'm saying it's such a a weird like place and i've never i i mean i don't know if you would agree like i've never seen it portrayed in media in a way that really feels like oh this is real you know the closest i can see it is like sometimes someone will show something from k-town and i'm like that's kind of like an la k-town vibe but it's not the vietnamese vibe you know what i'm talking about no, totally. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people imagine this place to be like Chinatown or whatever, but it's yeah. a very specific location. Yes. And I feel like it's a great place for a story. I mean, like so much shit must happen there. I mean, there's like a food court and there's like yeah. so many people fucking selling jewelry. And um, I don't know, there's like three huge statues of like Asian men in front with like a water yes, fountain. Yes, yes. And there's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese script as well. And I, I feel like if you're not from there, it's like a completely foreign thing, but it's... I don't know. It's like home. I miss home. So I'm writing things related to my community and home. Okay. So I, uh, uh, since I did pitch this idea, I, uh, I technically own this. So you'll have to move on to another thing. But uh, I do Damn, think it's a great... this is going to be like Call Her Daddy <laughs> with the IP rights. <laughs> oh, nice. Except it's about a Vietnamese mall. <laughs> you wrote a piece uh, recently and you were kind of like talking about how the Vietnamese community is sort of reacting to uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, I didn't get to read it, but like, you know, is, is what, what, did, what did you sort of like write about? You should read my work, Mike. Damn it. <laughs> I need did, the clicks. We did, z- we did zero <laughs> research for this. <laughs> uh, but I pretty much wrote about how like immigrant communities, like specifically focusing on the Viet community, there is, I feel like in discussion about politics in America, there's often like this overwhelming focus on like, oh, people of color tend to vote liberal, which is false because there are so many different like other factors besides race, including like class or like where you're from. Um, And it's interesting because I truly feel like the Viet community can be so crazily racist. Oh yeah. Like I've kind of started lurking on Facebook more, which is bad for my brain or whatnot. No, 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 don't do that. I see people posting legit hate speech in Vietnamese. Wow. Like they would share like all these like Fox News likes, like Breitbart News, like videos on these like private groups and would say really racist stuff in Vietnamese. And if, I mean, I, I swear to God, if this was like a group of like white people, they would be exposed by like BuzzFeed yeah, yeah, yeah. by now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 but yeah. just because they're like Vietnamese, they fall under the radar and are saying whatever they want to say and like perpetuating like fake news. 
are these like your like your your extended family is it your friends or like you know because because i because i have i've kind of encountered the same thing when i talk to um my vietnamese friends you know those when i call them or something like that they're they're not i wouldn't say they're all the way to like the hate speech but like they don't they don't um understand black lives matter you know what i'm saying they they go well why should we do, do this like you know i'm still struggling to do whatever this and that why why should i support these you know the uh, this, this this other group of people you know like are are you encountering that like in how are you encountering that in your like sort of circle you know uh, i think i like sought it out which was really bad because I, I, yeah. i wanted to be like honest about like I know there's a lot of young people like our age, like your guys' age too, like being like, oh, Asians for black lives, like sharing very progressive things on their social media and being like, you need to like re-educate your family and whatnot. But it's really difficult coming from a place where I think for them, for like refugees and immigrants, a lot of, I'm not excusing that of course, but they care so much yeah. about economic status. And yes. for them, I, I think the logic just doesn't hold. But you also have to realize that, you know, where we are or like where certain you know, East Asians, for example, like a lot of Chinese, Japanese, Korean people are very, very wealthy. Um, yeah. They like a lot of people are self-made, but you know, I, I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I just wanted to be, I was on this group because I just wanted to see how like normal people think, normal people, my parents age. Yeah. And yeah. Just what I discovered was honestly really shocking because yeah. not everyone thinks this way, but kind of the most radical people are as nasty as like white people. Um, oh yeah Trump yeah supporters etc oh oh man you know what i think you should write that into your short story okay you know huh a little bit of uh a little i should bit write of... about my trump supporting uncle and yes like, <laughs> <how> he... <laughs> that'd be a funny <laughs> that'd be a funny sitcom <laughs> that would be a that would be a very funny sitcom my 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 racist uncle and i go get a vietnamese sandwich that's a good one you know so I am real excited about this next product because it is perfect for anal. Anal. I'm talking about Asian, not Asian listeners, but also I'm talking about the actual butthole. Yes. Okay. It's hard to believe uh, that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. Gross. For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. Really? That's crazy. What? That's so crazy. The, the Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. It sounds like an Evian ad for just $79. Ha <laughs> Wow, it attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity Whoa. or additional plumbing, Whoa. and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. Whoa. So the Hello Tushy Pidei pays for itself in a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe at all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to the hands-free poop experience. Yo, ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy Bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free, <laughs> risk-free, what What kind of risk are we talking about? Risk-free guarantee oh, hey, hey. and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA for 10% off. Hellotushy.com slash ANA. 
Uh, now we're gonna do everybody's favorite segment. It is Das Race das News. Race news. Uh, this one's been, uh, you know, this one's been in the news, and it, I think it would have got more attention had it not been for like everything that's else that's happening right now. But this was kind of cute and funny. Uh, always love a racist article here. Trader Joe's response to criticism over branding. They say we disagree that any of these labels are racist. So what happened is early in July, an online petition began circulating, which called out Trader Joe's racist-related food labels, including Trader Jose for Mexican products. Arabian Joe for Middle Eastern products, uh, stating that the brand is racist. That the branding is racist because it uh, exoticizes other cultures. And then huh. uh, they wrote back saying, "No, it's not racist, and we don't make decisions based on petitions, bitch." They didn't say bitch, but I added, <laughs> I added it there. And I looked this up on Wikipedia. I, I know we all shop at Trader Joe's, okay? I see it in your eyes. But I, I, <laughs> I've, you know, I always thought it was kind of cute, but I didn't know that they had so many. So here's some more. So Trader Jose is for Mexican food. They have Trader Ming's. For Chinese yeah, yeah, food, Mings, yep. Baker Joseph with an F for uh, bagels, Trader Giotto's for Italian. This is funny, Trader Joe-san for Japanese food. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, Trader Jack for French. Um, and oh, Vietnamese. Oh no, no, sorry. This is vitamins, not Vietnamese. Sorry. Vietnamese. Uh, <laughs> I thought it's because it said Trader Darwin's. I was like, That's, how is that Vietnamese? Trader Hua, Trader Hua is, is Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, so they have all these things, and you know, I don't know. I I. Because of the coronavirus and Trump and everything like that, I actually cannot tell if this is like, I don't know if I don't know if this news is legit. If people are legit upset about this, or if this is just something to get clicks. Like I personally love Trader Joe's. I've never had a really big issue with it, just because like, you know, I, when I read this article, I always think back to like how my black friends are saying right now. My black comedian friends are always like, okay, like you took down Gone with the Wind, cool. And the yeah. statues, cool. Okay, what about the police though? Like they don't give a fuck yes. about the movies, you know? That's that's whatever. You can still download it on the internet if you want to see Gone with the Wind. You can still Google <laughs> images of General Lee if you fucking want to. But he's, you know, they're like, I, these are changes that we didn't ask for. Is kind of like their yeah. statement. And I kind of thought about that when I was reading through this article. But I don't know. What do you, what did you guys think about that? Personally, I love a lot of the Trader Joe's like Asian food. The frozen stuff is <laughs> yeah, really yeah. fucking good. It is yeah. good. But honestly, it doesn't change. It, I, I'm not gonna boycott them. Like, I mean, they really leaned into it for like every culture. I'm surprised they did like whatever for French people too and like Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Go very on. specific. I don't, I don't think they're even like. I, I, I think I don't know. It's weird though because they're like a very like wholesome brand. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I wrote an article about how, like, they changed, like, Aunt Jemima label, yeah, which yeah. is clearly, mm-hmm. like, very problematic and on bad tropes. But I don't know. I don't know if this will change anything. Uh, can Trader Joe's, like, be more equitable with their well, food distribution? I, I just, like, Who the fuck knows? Maybe. If, if they called it, like, Trader Ming's and there was, like, some Chinese guy who's 90 doing opium, I'd be like, okay, maybe I don't want to see that when I'm eating dumplings. <laughs> like, I get that. <laughs> But they're not, you know, they're not calling it Trader Ching Chong. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was, again, I, I always struggle with this because I'm not from here. And I feel like Asian Americans are like really sensitive when it comes to stuff like that. You know, they're like, leave us, you know, there's, there's a lot of that voice happening, which is like totally valid and fine. But yeah, I just like, I kind of like it. I, I felt like when I saw Trader Joe's son, I, I feel like getting a shout out, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. I feel seen. I feel seen by these products. Yeah, I, I do think that was their yeah. goal by well, that. I don't know. I, I do feel like Asian Americans need to focus a little bit less on like, you know, representation politics. Mm. Like, I don't, did you guys, I know you guys have like, uh, uh, like race yeah. news lined up, but like, no, did no, you guys not. see about the Boba guys thing? No, what? Well, the oh. Boba guys I just know they went out of business. Oh, oh shit. This is oh, new shit. race news. New, new race news. news. New character. New race news <laughs> from <laughs> our own. So, yeah, okay, hit us up. <laughs> go, 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 go. 
So this was um, this was like a couple weeks back, but um, Boba guys, uh, there was this report released in a San Francisco like Alt Weekly or something that said that Boba guys um, was being accused of being like racist to its employees who are basically like Latino or like black. And like several employees spoke on the record saying that they felt like they were being tokenized and that the Boba guys was trying to sell to more white people. Like whenever they had like, I don't remember specifically what it was, but they would always try to portray this like all American girl who was one of their employees to like be on like in certain Instagram posts. And then the owner or something would like say very like strange stuff to like black employees, like about Black Lives Matter, only wanting to talk about race. And it, it was like very tokenizing. And then the, <laughs> it's really funny because um, one of the Boba guys, um, whatever, the co-founders like went on Instagram and like posted like an apology or an explanation. And it just seemed so weird and yeah. like so corporate and so That's impersonal funny. because they were just like, we're liberal. We, we like abide by these values and we care about these things, but they just didn't treat their employees well and just had all these like weird bureaucratic obstacles for people to become managers as well. Weird. weird. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that like totally lines up with what I think is sort of the weird thing about this whole Trader Joe's thing. It's like, like, you know, I get it if you don't like, Trader Mings or Trader Jose's or whatever, but like the them changing the name to your point, Fumi, wouldn't make it. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like suddenly now. There's no more racism. Did you guys see? We now the dumplings aren't called Trader Mings. You know, like yeah, that, it's, that doesn't change anything. It, it's it's all it's about that deeper sort of structural stuff. That you know, how are you treating your 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 uh, your your black employees? How are you treating your P, uh, 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 POC uh, uh, you know staff? You know, like how are things being equitable or not equitable? Um, you know, like you're, you know, we keep talking about defund the police, and I feel society is like, well, how about instead of defunding the police, we change the name of the dumplings? <laughs> That could be tight too, right? One of you ever thought you ever think about that? Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on here. Instead of uh, uh, dismantling our unfair incarceration system, get this, get this. The pancakes have a different color box. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do we think, everybody? Dude, you know, like that's exactly what's happening. It's like it's it's like okay, I get it, you know. It's so bare minimum. The yes. bar is on the floor. It's like what you <laughs> yeah. said about like a president being able to speak actual sentences. It's just like no, the the bar should not be this low. Yeah, it is. yeah. Oh, uh, well, this segment brought to you by Trader Joe's. Trader um, Joe's, we love so, you. G- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we're gentrifiers. We love we love Trader Joe's. We do we do love it. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, Terry, thanks for coming on. Uh, where can our listeners find you and read uh, your work and such? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at TerryGTNuen, or you can follow me on Instagram, and I'm verified on Instagram, despite having, Whoa. like, a thousand what followers. What the fuck? Yo, <laughs> I, I, I fucking, oh, shit. We I didn't fucking get applied. I applied, and they said no. <laughs> oh, there's... um. We have a we have someone who does it who like knows someone at Instagram who can do it. But you have to send in like your passport or like an ID or something. Yeah, I did it through Comedy Central. They're they're still like, no, we saw you. They're like, we saw oh, you really? the other day. You still suck. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on. <there. laughs> I what, what? The blue check is powerful though. It is powerful. I, 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 
I think it's funny that they because I don't know I don't I don't know what the verification thing is, but like, wh- what are they saying? Are they saying that you are not Fumi Abe? Like, what what is the what like what no, is no, there? No, no, no. You you have to you have to send in like articles people have written about you. That you have to be famous, so or like famous in the internet world. So like. You have to send uh. in a lot of stuff. So I had to send in like a lot of Vulture articles that was written about me. And like I had to send in like screenshots of our podcast being on like the Spotify charts and all that shit. Uh, but apparently they're like their excuse was like, oh, it's just really weird right now because the quarantine or whatever. I'm like, I don't I feel like your business is doing better because of the quarantine. So why don't you um, stop being racist and put me on there? Anyways, this is not yeah. my therapy session. So let's let's move on with uh, Terry's <laughs> right, plugs. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I write for Vox.com. So I don't know if you uh, read an article on the site, maybe it's written by me. Is, wow. uh, and then you're, are you still doing your, your, your newsletter as well? Oh, yeah. Um, and you can also read my newsletter at uh, genyeet.substack.com. Is, Hell yeah. So wait, does, okay, so I've always wanted to ask you, what does yeet mean? Does it mean jump off something? What does it mean? Yeah, it means like if you're like going to yeet, like, for example, a football, I'm going to yeet a football or I'm going to yeet myself off this cliff. How do you jump off a football? What is that? I don't even get that. No, 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 like if you yeet a football, you're like throwing it. Oh, you're throwing it, you know I mean? it. okay. So, yeah, but it also can also be used as like yeet, as in, I don't know, just like a, a noun? I thought it, you a know what? I, okay, I, I don't know grammar. I, I thought it was the spelling of people when people go, like I thought, you know, people do that. <laughs> I thought it was that. I thought it was like a, a cool sound. Like people go like, hey, I thought it was just like one of those. Yeah, I think it's more in like an ironic or a negative tone. Oh God! Or like a celebratory, like a celebratory. A c- I don't know. A ironic I, I, I celebratory. Used it. I have never, ever, ever heard anyone use that word before, and now I have to go hang out at Mood Ring so I can feel like I'm living again. Okay. What, what if you so, go there? That's all you hear. Yeah, yeah everyone's just like, <laughs> Ye- hey, hey, give me one of those Coors Lights. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> That'll be 300 eats. Uh, Let me yeet it over <laughs> to you. Let me yeet it over to me. What's yeet, yeet God? You know, like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. You can also find us on social media at Asian.AsianPod. We're on Instagram. I'm also on there at the Abe. That's T-H-E-F-U-M-I-A-B-E on all platforms. Check me out on TikTok before that shit goes out of business. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at NicePantsBro. Um, as always, uh, find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash asian.asianpod for bonus episodes. And uh, please come to our live or our Zoom comedy show. It's every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, new comedians every week. And it's free. So um, just go to our website, asian.asianpod.com for free tickets. We might also do a free live event show soon. So definitely follow us on Instagram for more information. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, everybody. Thanks again to Terry. And we'll see you next time, guys. Bye.